Amen. Awesome. Well, what a great new year, huh? I'm telling you, what a great new year. Great new year. So tonight, I'm going to start a new series. And um, I uh, really contemplated. I've got several series that God's given me and kind of prepared me for. And, and um, I got to thinking at the beginning of this year, what's, what's, what's the word things that God's revealed to me and shown me that are important for you and for, for all of you and, and, and even for myself at the beginning of this year to really, you know, step into and, and really make a part of our lives. And, and so um, tonight I'm going to share on the subject of peace. Peace. <clears throat> Um, and I tell you, there's a, there's, there's a lot about peace in the Bible. A lot. The Bible says that the chastisement of our peace was on Him. So no matter what you face, what you go through, what comes your way, the peace of God is there because of the blood of Jesus. The peace is there for you and I to receive in the moment. And, and we, have to, we have to remember that, but we have to exercise it so it becomes a way of life. First um, Peter 2 and verse 1 says, Therefore I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and a peaceable life in all godliness and reverence, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. It's good for you and I to live in peace. It's a good thing to live in peace. It's a really good thing to be at peace within ourselves and to live at peace with issues and things in life. And peace doesn't just mean calm. And I want to define it and, and kind of look at it. There's a lot in Scripture, and we don't have a lot of time tonight. But I, I want to share a few things, and, and uh, then we'll pick it up again next week. Um, Philippians chapter 4 is another passage that we've talked a lot about through the years. It talks about peace. And I want to go through, and I've got about probably either six either verses or passages um, that I want to look at tonight. Uh, maybe eight. So I'm just going to go through and, and make a point out of each one of these. In verse, in verse 6 of chapter 4, of Philippians it says be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication 
with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And what happens? And the peace of God. And the peace of God. Notice in 1 Timothy 2, it said, First of all, there should be prayers and supplications and giving of thanks for all men, those who are in authority, so that we can live in peace. That you and I can live in that place of peace. So, peace is prefaced by something that you and I have to do. Now, we have to do nothing for what Jesus did for us. He produced the peace. But to get peace to work in our lives, we can't be moved by the circumstances. Jesus fought and paid a dear price for you and I. He dealt with all emotionalism, all guilt, all shame, all sickness, all disease, all poverty, all lack, and everything else, so that you and I could be delivered. And so the Scripture is very clear every time that it talks about peace, or in most situations where it talks about peace, that that way of life is something that we have to learn to implement. Something that we see in both of these passages of Scripture that's vitally important is that we pray. But I wanted to just point out this one thing in verse 6. Be anxious. Everybody say be. Didn't say try. It said be anxious for nothing. What is anxious? What is anxiety? It's worrying. It's fretting. It's fearing. It's being moved by the things we see and hear. It's hearing one report from somebody and taking that report like it's the gospel. Instead, what we're to do is not take that, but cast that away and replace it with, as he said here, prayer and supplication with a heart of thanksgiving. Going to God daily and thanking Him. When, when you get a report from somebody, that, that instantly you go before God, Lord, I thank You. That that report that I got, I'm not denying that there's a report, but that report I just got right now doesn't line up with what you've told me. And I thank you right now that I'm whatever, in whatever sense or category that that's in. If it's a report about sickness in your body. Lord, I, I heard the report. I'm not denying the fact that that's what the doctors or whatever, you know, the technicians saw or they saw it maybe on a, on a sonogram or a... Or a, a or a MRI or whatever, they saw something there. I'm not denying the fact that they saw it, but your word says, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. And we begin to thank him for it. We begin to thank him for the position that he has put us in. It's not a position that any human being on planet earth deserves. It's a position that he took upon himself for you and I. Right? So, I don't deserve it, but I have a right to it. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. I don't deserve it, but I have a right to it because of what he did. He made no mistakes and yet took all of my and your mistakes upon him so that we could be rid of our mistakes and we could be anxious <laughs> for nothing. What am I saying? <laughs> Not be anxious. 
so that we can be anxious for absolutely nothing. See? But there's, there's the part that we... It's as though we have to engage in, in that. If, if, I have a, if I have a lamp, th- this light that's on the stage right here is plugged in to this, um, this outlet. And in this outlet is everything that we need for light, but we have to engage, we have to plug in. If you don't, if you don't purpose to plug in, then what's already set up for me in this outlet won't work for me. Right? So, peace is already there. Peace is a way of life. Peace is the life that Jesus paid for for you and I. But if I don't engage by being anxious, be, not being anxious, if I don't engage in that, then anxiety is going to overtake me, it's going to stress me, and I'm going to continue to live overwhelmed and defeated. And a lot of times we can blame those things on God, other people, people that are closest to us, maybe people that did us wrong or whatever. We can blame all kinds of people when actually the life He created you to live is peace. One of the definitions, and probably many of you have heard this before, one of the definitions of peace is that there's nothing missing and nothing not working. Nothing missing in your life and there's nothing that won't work. Everything that I find in here will work if I engage, if I plug in, if I do the part that I'm supposed to do. So when somebody is ugly to you, when, if, you if you go to work, one day and you walk in and, and your boss says that you're fired, you know, the, the moment that you even hear about being fired or somebody laying you off or doing something like that, all of a sudden fear wants to step in. Now, we're not denying the fact that, okay, without a job it's going to be difficult to do certain things. We're not denying that. But all of the promises of God in His Word are yes and amen and they're true. What I have to do in the moment when some bad report comes, I've got to engage in the promises of God and what the promises say. Father, I, I realize that's what they said. I realize they told me that I've been fired, but you're the one that got me this job. And I thank you, Lord, today that you meet all of my needs according to your riches and glory. I praise you and I give you glory and honor and pray. What do you do that one time? No, you've got to do that all the time. You've got to begin to thank Him and praise Him into the next job, the next opportunity. Sometimes getting fired from one job is a blessing in disguise because maybe there's something that God's been working in you to step out into that didn't have anything to do with working with someone else, but you creating something and doing something that God wants. Peace. Nothing missing, nothing not working. Nothing, nothing not working in the peace that God created for you and I to live in. Amen? Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. He said, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God, which passes, surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. The Amplified, the Amplified says in verse 7, It transcends all understanding and shall garrison and mount guard. 
The peace of God will mount guard over your heart and your mind when you engage it. But we've got to engage the peace of God. We've got to do our part in the moment, even when it doesn't feel good, even when we're not, we're not developed in it. The more you do it, the more it becomes a part of you because God created you to live in peace, not turmoil. He dealt with all the turmoil so you could be delivered of it. Man, what a great exchange. Come on. Huh? John 14. This is an awesome passage right here. John 14. <clears throat> I was turning pages when my, when my father was here the other day. He said, he said, <laughs> He said, I noticed you're turning a lot of pages. You're going to a lot of verses of Scripture. He said, uh, you ever thought about like putting a bookmark in there? <laughs> and, and I said, yeah, I, did. I, have. I have. I have thought about that. Anyway, I thought that was really funny. <clears throat> he says, verse 25 of John 14. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Watch this, verse 27. Peace I leave with you, my peace. Whose peace? His peace. Jesus' peace. My peace. His peace. He's the one that did the work, right? He's the one that went through all the crud and all the stuff and dealt with all the people and all the attitudes. He's the one that did all that. In Hebrews it says that he became a faithful high priest in things pertaining to God that he would be able to come to our aid when we suffer things because he suffered it all. So every emotional issue that you have to deal with, he's already been there. We don't have to be. Perfect peace is what we live in. Amen? And I, for, me, for me, what works is to remind myself of that all the time. I live in perfect peace. And peace isn't just being quiet and calm. It's part of it. But peace is walking in the assurance of who you are and whose you are and what rightfully belongs to you when everything else tries to tell you something different. And I'm telling you, there's a devil out there. And he works overtime to convince you you don't have a right to anything. Not to anything. And he'll, try, he'll get people lined up, lined up trying to convince you of things that you don't have a right to. And yet, perfect peace. Nothing missing and nothing not working. Amen? Peace I leave with you, my peace... I give to you. What's interesting about that my peace thing? What's interesting is God in heaven sitting on the throne who's the God of peace, okay? Jesus being the Prince of Peace, right? The difference in God the Father at the right hand, the peace that He gives is one thing. The peace that Jesus left was Jesus the third part, Jesus being the living Word, which is the third part of the triune being, 
Okay? He's the third part of the Godhead. But he was all man. And being all man, he experienced all the things in the earth that you and I experienced. So he's able to relate, not just to come to our aid, but he's able to relate because he's already been there. Anything you ever face, he's already been there. So what he's saying is, you know what? You know what works? When something stresses you out, when anxiety tries to overtake you, when you want to take the care of something that's not yours, I'm telling you this perfect peace thing works. And he said, what I'm going to leave you is my peace. (laughs) Tested and tried. (laughs) So every day I can wake up, man, I live and walk in perfect peace that I did nothing for. Amen? Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give it to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Amen? And how do we do this? The verse before, the helper of the Holy Spirit has come to reveal this to us when we need it. Man. You know what the Holy Spirit says a lot of times? If somebody, if, if an, you see, if we, didn't, if we didn't have to live around other people, we, we could live a stress-free life. <laughs> see, it's, it's people that are the problem, you know. It's everybody else other than you, right? It's all the people. They're the stressors. See, if we didn't have people, then there'd be no stress. We live on a deserted island and just do whatever we want to do and there's no stress see but but you have to deal with people you know and and the people issue is what you and I have to overcome and now I forgot what I was going to say oh yeah so what, what the Holy Spirit, what He shows you is when somebody is saying something and doing something and it's, it's stressing you out, you, do you realize, have, have, have we all figured this out that a lot of times what we think the real issue is isn't even the issue? What we're stressed out about a lot of times is an issue that's, that's a non-issue with the people that's trying to stress you out. See? But our perception is it's what we think they're doing, and a lot of times that's not it, and the Holy Spirit will say, you know what, they're not even doing that. Get off it. Let it go. I can't. See, we want to hold on to that thing. No, let it go. That's my part. Let it go. Let it go. Be anxious for nothing. Let it go. No anxiety. None. Zero. If he said be anxious for nothing, can we... Be in that, can we live in that role? Can we live free from anxiety? If he said be, if he said it, then we can be it. And I believe you and I can live free from that if we allow the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth of every situation, see? And the more you develop in that, the more you become accustomed to what his voice says instead of the voices of other people. That doesn't mean that everything that everybody says you know, is not the truth. You know, a lot of times somebody's saying something, they mean exactly what they say, and you know exactly what they mean. But a lot of times, it's a false perception, and that's where the enemy tries to stress people out and get them to live outside of the peace of God that has already been prepared for you not to live in. 
peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Thank you, Jesus. I receive your peace. Amen? I receive the peace of God. Causes you to be calm. Causes you to not have to talk all the time and say a bunch of stuff that you don't even mean. Causes you to be quick, slow to speak and quick to listen. Pay attention and not allow things to get the best of you. Perfect peace will cause you to believe the best of people at all times, no matter what the situation. Constantly. These things are constantly there for us to walk in, but you do have to fight for them in faith. The fight that we have is the fight of faith, and we've got to trust that what God is revealing to us is more real than what we can see with our eyes. Amen? Perfect peace. So, just listen to a few single verses. Psalm 29, 11. The Lord will give, you strength, will give strength to His people. The Lord will bless His people with peace. That's, that's Psalm 29, 11. You need to have that. The Lord will give strength to His people. The Lord will bless His people with peace. And He has. He has blessed us with peace in the name of Jesus. Psalm 37, 11. But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of what? Nothing missing, nothing not working. The abundance of peace. The meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. So, so what's my part there? Meekness. Meekness isn't weakness. Meekness is submission to the dominion and the authority of God Almighty. It's a submission to that. The meek shall inherit the earth and, and, and delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Chapter 119 and verse 165. Great peace have those who love your law or your word, and nothing causes them to stumble. Great peace to those who love the word of God and nothing will cause them to stumble. <clears throat> what a truth. What a truth. Proverbs 3 <clears throat> and verse 1. My son, do not forget my law or my word, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and what? Peace they will add to you. Read it again. My son, don't forget my words. Let your heart keep my commands. For length of days, length of days, and long life and peace. Length of days and long life and peace. So not, not just, not just actually, actually listen to this in the Amplified. My son, forget not my law or my teaching, 
But let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life worth living. Years of life worth living and tranquility, inward and outward. And continuing through old age till death, these shall they add to you. Peace and tranquility will be added. Years of life worth living. See, life that is lived in the peace that was paid for for you, it's worth living. Years of life worth living. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Amen? Romans in the New Testament, chapter 5 and verse 1. Romans 5 and 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of what He did, we have peace. Why? Because we've been justified. We've been born again by faith, and now we're, we're born again daily in our soul. In our, as our mind is renewed, there, there's that renewing process that does what? It produces the peace that was paid for for us. It's not something that manifest when I do everything right. Don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. See, it, it's like, it's like when, when we plug this light switch in, we didn't have to go and hook all the wires up and do everything that we needed to do so that this would work. It was already ready. The piece is already there. We just have to engage. As we engage the piece, then, then it works, but we engage the piece by plugging in and doing our part. The meek shall inherit the earth. So, what do you do? You, you figure out what meekness is. You understand what true meekness is, and as, you, as you're meek, and you develop meekness, what happens? You live in the abundance of peace. Nothing missing. Nothing not working. Nothing, no lack, no nothing, because everything that God is is working on our behalf. But that's why as the more you read scripture and the more you meditate on the things that you're reading you begin to see what your part is and it's not a law see it's not a law it's the word and it's the liberty and freedom we have to do what the word says instead of finding ourselves doing what's easiest or what's fearful or what's you know controlling or it's what what's through a spirit of jealousy or 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 competition or those kind of things that create fear and, and unrest and emotionalism in our life. No, no. I don't have to live that way. You don't have to live that way. Amen? The peace is there. Engage the peace. I mean, the lack of peace is there. You can engage that if you want. But I want the results of peace. Amen? We're reading it. So, I would say, there's all kinds of other verses we'll look at in, in the next couple of services here on Wednesday as we look at this. But, but I would say this. Look at Psalm 91. And verse 1. I want to read the first five verses of Psalm 91. Tell me what this sounds like. Tell me what the writer sounds like he's operating in. He who dwells in the secret place 
of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely, surely, absolutely, absolutely, He will deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He will cover me with His feathers and under His wings. I shall take refuge. His truth shall be my shield and my buckler. I shall not be afraid of terror by night, nor the air that flies by day, nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, or the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand can fall at my, at, at my side, ten thousand at my right hand, but it shall not come near me. Hmm? Seems like that the writer is in perfect peace. Seems like that the writer is not talking about what's going to happen. Seems like the writer's talking about the position that he's in. And as he's writing this letter, as this is being written, and what's being received is the position that the writer is in. And that's the position God wants you and I in. That perfect peace is there. It's available for us. It's not something that you have to labor for. It's something you have to engage with. You've got, you've got to connect. And when you're connected with it, nothing can stop you. Because the Prince of Peace operates in peace. And what He's wanting you to do is engage with Him. He's wanting you to connect with Him. He's wanting you to operate in and with Him. And nothing else. So, I'm going to leave you with 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 1 through 5. <clears throat> One of the things that I've had to do to to process the peace in, in, in a given moment or in something that I face. I've had to understand what was behind the lack of peace. Because if, if, you, if you're emotionally stirred up, I'm telling you what, Proverbs got some verses of Scripture about people that are emotional. And ain't one of them good. I mean, we all have emotions. There's nothing wrong with emotions. But it's another thing to be out of control emotionally. And, and, and the book of Proverbs, I'll bet, you, I'll, bet, I'll bet 25 to 30, maybe even more times, it talks about people that are emotional, and none of it's good, and none of it produces. So, who's and what is behind trying to keep you emotional and not engaged in the peace well who is it god or the devil it's the devil and his demons and the principalities and the powers and the rulers of darkness working overtime to keep you out of the peace of god that keeps you out of and and disconnected from what jesus paid for for us amen
So think about this as we read this passage. Oh, 10. He said, Now I, Paul, myself, am pleading with you by the meekness and the gentleness of Christ, who in presence am lowly among you, but being absent and bold toward you. But I beg you that when I am present, I may not be bold with the confidence by which I indeed, that I intend to be bold against some who think of us as if we walk according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war. Everybody say war. Even though we walk in the flesh, we don't war according to the flesh. Verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Now, I want to leave you with this thought. I want to read this verse 4 and 5 out of the Amplified. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they're mighty before God for the overthrow and the destruction of strongholds. Inasmuch as, verse 5, inasmuch as we refute arguments, theories, reasonings, and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, And we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ the Messiah, the Anointed One, and I'll add to it the Prince of Peace. Every thought, and I really like this wording here, arguments, theories, reasonings, and every proud and lofty thing that goes against what the Word says. Next week, we're going to define and look at those different words in the Amplified. But everything that wants to set you up to get you out of peace, Jesus has already defeated. (laughs) Already. (laughs) All hell can be breaking loose around you. And your declaration and your heart and your mindset is, "Mm -mm. I am in perfect peace. Nothing missing. Nothing not working. Satan, you're a defeated foe. You spirit of fear, you have no power and authority over my life. I give you no place and no opportunity here. I choose to do the opposite of what my reasoning mind tells me to do. I choose to do what the Word says. I choose to rejoice. I choose to come before God with thanksgiving, thanking Him for what's right. And I'll just tell you this, thanking yourself into the next manifestation that you're believing God for. Beginning to thank Him and worship Him like it's already done, even though in the natural you're not feeling it that way. And I, You know, what perfect peace says to me is, 
that I've already got all the ammunition, all, all that I need to ward off any attack of the enemy in any way, shape, or form. He cannot defeat you. Folks, listen to me today. He cannot defeat you in any way. He cannot keep everything that God has planned in your life from happening. He cannot do it. He has no power except what we give him through those words we just mentioned. Reasonings, theories, ideas, every high and lofty thing that's been raised up against the knowledge of God, every one of those things, that's all he has to whip you and defeat you. And I just say, not me. I live in perfect peace. Can you say amen? Heavenly Father, we thank you.